Little Diana Ross there with Upside Down off of her album, Diana. You are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD 89.3 on the FM or online at KZUM.org. Or perhaps you're using your handy dandy smarter than a calculator device and listening to the show on your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be listening up to two weeks after original broadcast date, thanks to the KZUM archives. A great way to get caught up on your favorite programs here at KZUM or hear them again or share them around. Those can be found online at kzum.org slash archives. All righty. Well, I'm Phil. I'm your host. You know that. But I wasn't here last week, and I wanted to apologize. I had a little medical emergency that came up nothing to be concerned about everything's fine just a whole lot of pain there for a couple of days and this too shall pass as it were all righty well we are coming up tomorrow on the kickoff <laughs> had to throw that in there of the kzum fun drive for our 45th birthday celebration of kzum yes 45 years of kzum can you believe it? I, I find that a little hard sometimes to believe, but it has been an amazing ride so far. I've enjoyed my 13, 14 years of the ride as a programmer and many years before that, and I hope many, many more years to come. And it's all because of people like you, the listeners, supporting KZUM. This is my soft pitch for you this week. Next week, I'm going to go a little harder. So, in order for us to keep things going here at KZUM, we need your support. So give us a call at 402-474-5086, extension 1, during any live program, or whenever you have the time, the opportunity, and the inclination, go online to kzum.org and click that Donate button. Check out the special premiums we've got for you. I'm looking forward to getting that long-sleeve T-shirt. Hopefully the sleeves are long enough for me. But yeah, first one of those that I've ever seen. I don't know if it's the first one KZUM's ever done, but it looks awesome. All righty. So let's go ahead and dive right on into what we've got going for you. I'm going to start out with something not quite very awesome at all. Far from awesome. But I want to make sure that I get it addressed before I move on to other things. And we're going to be going almost completely Nebraska-based today. That's a little bit of a, a unusual thing for me. But there have been some things happening in Nebraska, Omaha in particular. Uh, according to an article that was published uh, through 3newsnow.com, that's uh, KMTV Channel 3, the CBS affiliate out of Omaha. Uh, this article was published on Wednesday the 8th. So two days after it happened, it took a little bit of... Uh, poking, prodding, prying, and convincing, I think, to get some real news coverage on this story. But here's what we knew, at least as of then, and I might have a little bit more for you as well. This is an article from Aaron Haggerty about Karma Lilola. Uh, a well-known Omaha woman was hospitalized this past Monday after what friends are calling a brutal attack that left her unable to move. A police report lists it as a robbery offense and gives little information, but mentions a possible assault and possible fall. It lists a robbery offense, a suspect, and a hate bias status code that means unknown. 
It said she had extensive injuries to the neck and spine and said her cell phone and her keys were missing. Police said further information is not available because the investigation is ongoing. Bad friends have added online a lot of information to that, including a GoFundMe. Look for Karma Lilola for that uh, on GoFundMe. Or if you know her or any of her friends, you already know what to do. But a friend has added online uh, that Karma's car was stolen but was later found. It also, in that comment post, states that a man was spotted in her apartment before cops arrived. They said that Karma was, quote, left for dead in a snow pile in the back lot of her place of employment downtown. Why is this so important for me to be covering here on Lavender Hill? Well, if you don't know who Karma Lilola is, I'm going to explain why it's so important. According to our good friend Eli Rigatuso, uh, Karma was a trans is a is a transgender woman. She's still around, thank goodness. And uh, Eli is quoted on the uh, Three News Now article as saying, "I think that there was a deeper motivation. I think that as a trans woman, especially a trans woman of color, walking around out in the world today is a huge risk." Black, brown, trans women are being murdered at the highest rates across the nation. Karma is showing progress in her recovery, Eli said. Uh, he also said that she's now able to speak, which is good to know. We're seeing some positive signs when it comes to what she can feel and being able to move. Only time will tell. Uh, Karma, also known as Alej Bustios, is a musician, fashion designer, and drag performer. Rigatuso said he met Karma in 2015 when he himself was coming out as transgender. Lilola is derived from the first two letters of the words live, laugh, and love. Her reach is so far, Eli said. There are so many people who adore her. If you've never heard of Karma Lilola, you're living under a rock. Rigatuso, Eli, a member of the Omaha uh, Mayor Gene Stothert's LGBTQ advisory board, is pushing for swift action to be taken. He's been in contact with the department's LGBTQ liaison and is quoted in the article as saying, I don't want this to sound like there isn't a lot of work left in regard to how our community is treated when it comes to violence that's perpetrated against us, but I do feel better what's about what's happening in regard to karma's case because of the relationships that we have built uh, there is a card writing campaign and posters that you can sign if you know eli or you can contact uh, eli through the facebook page for speaking of happy Rigatuso is encouraged by the community's response, including words of support and direct support to the family and wow check out that go fund me the Wonderful response to that. Uh, Eli uh, is quoted at the end of the article, which is also part of the newscast from Wednesday evening on uh, Channel 3 in Omaha. The way that people have come together to advocate on her behalf has really, truly been astonishing to me, he says. It gives me hope in this time when our rights and our dignity are under attack. <coughs> Pardon me, had a little bit of a tickle there. I do apologize. Uh, that link is going to be shared to our Facebook page uh, sometime very soon today if you haven't already checked it out. Now, before I get to more Nebraska-related stuff, and it's almost all trans-related stuff today, too, I want to touch on something that I'm 
don't recall mentioning back in December when this was announced. But early this year, according to uh, them.us and according to the TSA, they're going to be rolling out a new gender-neutral airport screening program. Um, so nearly a year after they were first announced, the Transportation Security Administration is going to be rolling out new gender-neutral airport screening procedures across the U.S., the TSA received $18.6 million to improve its advanced imaging technology units, as the agency noted in last March's press release. In addition to marking the units or making the units more accurate, they will also no longer be gender-based. Under the current system, agents manually select a gender for each passenger before scanning for anomalies. A method that has led to countless incidents of misgendering, harassment, and invasive pat-downs for transgender passengers, commonly colloquialized as traveling while trans. Kind of like driving while black, if you know what I mean for racial profiling. Um... One uh, ProPublica investigation found trans uh, passengers filed nearly 300 complaints against the TSA from 2016 to 2019 alone, accounting for 5% of all civil rights complaints. One trans teenager sued the agency in 2019, alleging that agents tried to force her to consent to a strip search after a body scanner reported an anomaly in her groinal region. You can read more about that over at them.us uh, to find out more about that new technology that they're going to be using for the TSA that's you know not gender-based and will hopefully be a lot more embracing of things. Anyhow, let's go ahead and take a quick break here. We're going to hear from Steam-Powered Giraffe with um, Transform. And when we come back, we'll have some more Nebraska-specific content here on Lavender Hill. All righty, that was transformed by Steam Powered Giraffe, one of my favorite steampunk bands out there. And, well, you've, you've heard that song and you've heard others from them, so you kind of know why anyways. All righty, so... If you've been living under a rock, to borrow from Eli Riccatuso, then you probably haven't heard about Nebraska's legislative bill 574, entitled Adopt the Let Them Grow Act. This was introduced by um, uh, Senator Kathleen Koth back on January 17th of this year and was almost immediately, and I mean almost immediately, like same day, a uh, 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 pursuant to Rule 6, Section 3F filing by Senator Hunt countered it. And that uh, Rule 6, Section F, that is to in definitely postpone voting on such action. And why is it so important that uh, Senator Megan Hunt filed that uh, counter, if you will? Because the Adopt the Let Them Grow Act or the Let Them Grow Act is not something that's going to be very friendly to the LGBTQIA2SOG community, especially to the transgender uh, 
gender binary, uh, gender non-conforming, gender fluid to a section of that greater community and has some other uh, attached things to it as well as uh, LB575, which deals with transgender youth in sports. But um, last weekend, I would have shared with you if I had been present, I did share on the Facebook page, I believe, that there was a uh, comments deadline coming up. And I think I may have even shared that a couple of weeks ago on the show. I, I don't remember. But giving the community for, you know, the opportunity to voice their opinion on this, whether for or against. And I'm going to be referring a lot to some of the opposition. And that is those of us in the LGBTQIA to Soji and allied communities who are against the Let Them Grow Act. So, yeah, I'm going to, you know, spend the bulk of the majority of the rest of the show on that. I know that was a bit of a uh, redundancy. So welcome back to the Department of Redundancy Department. I'll be your host, Captain Obvious. Uh, not so obvious sometimes, but anywho, according to the Daily Nebraskan put out by the University of Nebraska, the student newspaper, on uh, February the 9th, 2023, Sarah Lawler writing for them. I hope I said her name right. Nebraska anti-trans bill follows a controversial start to the year. The Nebraska Legislature Health and Human Services Committee heard testimony at the state capitol on Wednesday for a bill that would prohibit doctors from performing gender-altering procedures for youth under the age of 19. The Let Them Grow Act, LB 574, is one of two bills concerning youth transgender rights introduced to the Nebraska legislature by Senator Kathleen Kauth on January 17th. The second bill, Sports and Spaces Act, LB 575, would require schools to designate bathrooms and sports teams on the basis of biological sex for youth under the age of 19. The hearing for LB 575 will take place on February 13th. That's tomorrow in front of the Education Committee. Kalth did not respond to the Daily Nebraskans' request for comment. No big surprise there. Right? Okay. Uh, Spectrum UNL, a student organization geared toward LGBTQ plus students and allies, opposes LG, uh, excuse me, LB 574 and 575, stating that the bills cause direct harm to the individuals of the LGBTQ plus community. Nearly one in five transgender and non-binary youths attempted suicide in 2022, according to a national study by the Trevor Project, a nonprofit focused on LGBTQ plus youth suicide prevention. The study also found that LGBTQ plus youth who believe their school to be LGBTQ plus affirming reported lower rates of suicide attempts. To quote a spokesperson from Spectrum UNL, by allowing trans youth the opportunity to make informed decisions about their own bodies, they can alleviate some of this distress. Taking away these opportunities only puts them further into harm's way. Pet tet, uh, Pat Tetralt, a UNL alumna and board officer for PFLAG uh, Lincoln, encourages people to understand the implications of the bills being proposed and to communicate with Nebraska legislatures about the legislators 
about the bills. Uh, she's quoted as saying, it is both a right and a responsibility to be informed. These bills are just two of many controversial bills in the Nebraska legislature so far this year, including a bill that would prohibit abortion once a heartbeat is detected, and another that would ban youth under the age of 19 from attending drag shows. I know I've talked about that. There are currently 18 states with laws banning transgender youth from participating in sports teams outside of their biological sex. Arkansas became the first state to pass legislation prohibiting gender-altering surgery for minors in 2021, with Alabama, Arizona, and Texas following last year in 2022. Utah joined these states on January 28th, becoming the first state this year to adopt such a ban. I'm going to interrupt here just for a moment and remind you that Almost without exception. You gotta allow for that, you know, that 0.5% or whatever. Almost without exception. <clears throat> Pediatricians, uh, gender therapists, uh, doctors of any persuasion, really, are not going to perform gender surgeries on the youth. They may prescribe medications that may assist with dealing with gender dysphoria. They may do, you know, like um, uh, da, 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 puberty blockers. There we go. I had to think of what the term was. Or something similar. As well as, and this is, should be across the board, very appropriate mental health opportunities. There we go. Okay, I'm going to let you read the entirety of the article if you want to over at the DN. I'm going to share the link to that on the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. Now, before I get into sharing some of the public's response, not just, you know, individuals like, you know, our good friend Pat Tetrault, not just people from uh, Spectrum UNL, but the average person out there, as well as some ministers and some uh, PhDs that I know or know of, I'm going to take a quick little break and actually do things the way I was supposed to, play a little bit of music, and then we'll come back and address this. Like I said, it's going to be the bulk of the majority of the show here. I know. Welcome back to the Department of Redundancy Department. I'm your host, Phil. Little Katie Lang with Constant Cravings, perhaps one of um, my generation's uh, Gay anthems, if you will, there. That's off of her Ingenue album. All right, continuing on with some talk about LB574. I'm going to quote the Reverend Jennifer, excuse me, Juniper Meadows of Second Unitarian Church, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, as part of her testimony before the Health and Human Services Committee for the Nebraska Unicameral, she is quoted as saying, I would like to think that I am an example of what happens when you love people. When you love people when they're hard to love. When you love across misunderstanding. When you love one another into realness. That was part of her testimony against LG. LB, wow, LB574. Her full testimony is available on YouTube as one place, and I will be sharing that link with you over on the Lavender Hill page later today. All righty, a letter that was sent in testimony, and I'm going to read this in its entirety. I have permission from the author, who has been a longtime friend of mine, uh, Remy Siddick. 
So this is the letter that they sent to the Health and Human Services Committee of the Nebraska Legislature. Respected members of the committee, my name is Remy Siddick, and I am from Lincoln. While I've heard that Nebraska isn't for everyone, honestly, it should be for anyone who wants to become a part of the fabric of this great state. This means the ability to equally contribute to our communities, raise our families, protect our friends, and keep ourselves and our children healthy and safe. For these reasons, I am calling upon you to oppose LB 574. Far from letting them grow, LB 574 is a dangerously misinformed piece of legislation that risks child well-being by creating an undue burden upon parental authority by eliminating access to affirming medical and mental health care for our children and punishing doctors who provide such care. You don't need me to tell you that affirming care is essential. You have received testimony that demonstrates support for gender-affirming care by dozens of professional organizations, including the AMA, the APA, the Society of Adolescent Health and Medicine, and the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. Support for a ban like this, on the other hand, appears to be largely the domain of talk shows, social media, and lobbyists, not sources to which I would choose to trust the health or well-being of my family. Rather than telling you that you should listen to health professionals over talking heads when it comes to health matters, I'd like to share with you a small slice of my own small trans agenda, presuming I'm not taking a day off to speak to a legislative committee. Get kids moving and dropped off at school. Work at the office to provide for my family and support the needs of Nebraskans with disabilities. Scramble to get kids, help with homework, and get dinner to the table. Family quality time. Pretty normal, yeah? But also, meet with schools to work through harassment by peers. It's not anyone's business what is in another person's pants, and kids should not need to put up with that vulgarity. Schedule around counseling appointments to make sure those experiences do as little damage as possible as my kids work to live authentically. Catch up on news that hundreds of bills have been introduced this year that threaten to harm my family's ability to safely and equitably participate in our communities. And wish I could redirect that effort into that quality time that becomes ever more urgent as the kids grow. This may not be the agenda you expected, but it's one that describes so many families with gender non-conforming members. I again ask you to let all of Nebraska's children grow and stand strongly in opposition to LB 574. This bill would gravely harm myself, my family, my friends, and our communities. It is an effort to bottle, uh, excuse me, it is an affront to bottle, bodily autonomy, the principle of parental authority, and the fundamental notion of equality before the law. Nebraska is at its best when everyone fully participates, and this bill stands in opposition to these values. Thank you for your time, and I am happy to answer any questions you may have. Signed, Remy Siddick, Ph.D. 
Thank you, Remy, for allowing me to read that on the air. I know you posted it to Facebook as a public posting so anybody could read it, but I still wanted to reach out and ask you for permission, and I'm glad that you provided that for us today. All righty. And one last thing before I start giving you my own commentary on this. Again, quoting Jennifer Meadows of Second Unitarian Church of Omaha. Transgender ideology is such a funny concept coming from a crowd whose own ideology of gender ties us unconditionally to the cultural tropes associated with possessing certain genitalia. If I have to pick from ideologies, let me lean into the one that is open to the possible stirring of the human heart. If we will harbor some ideologies, which we will, whether we are mindful of them or not, may they draw the circle wider to witness to all the ways love is made known in this world. It matters what we believe. Be a good steward of your mind and your heart. Do not fall into the cynical hubris that you are above the notions, motions of culture and the dynamics of ideas. Jennifer Meadows posted that to her public Facebook page a few days ago. So, uh, you know, you can check that out too. And I was talking with Remy, Facebook messaging, I should say, with Remy uh, before the show. And uh, he wanted me to share that if you have not had the opportunity, visit the Omaha Second Unitarian Church. Visit the Lincoln First Unitarian Church as well. Make contact with your community. If you're not Christian, it doesn't matter. Make contact with the community. Find out how you can get involved. There's so many wonderful resources to find out how you can get involved. KZUM tries to provide as many opportunities as you can imagine to find out about those. But, uh, you know, check out if you're in Lincoln, check out uh, uh, PFLAG Lincoln. If you're in Omaha, check out PFLAG Heartland. If you're in any other part of Nebraska, check out your local PFLAG chapter if you have one or your nearest one. Reach out to Out Nebraska. They are a wonderful organization that can be of assistance. There are student groups on both the high school and college university levels that can help you make those kinds of contacts. All righty, well, I'm going to take another music break here, and then we're going to, well, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Before I do that, before I do that, yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll we'll have some good stuff to end on, okay? All righty. Well, it's all good stuff one way or another. Good information, even if it's not good news. So let's go ahead and hear from uh, Ryan Casada. This is the radio edit of The Witches Made Me Do It. Ryan Casada with The Witches Made Me Do It. Do it. All right. You are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZUM. I'm almost done with the show for today, but before I get everything handed over to the women's show and their special guest programmer today, a brand new programmer here at KZUM, I'm kind of excited to find out what she's going to do music wise uh, for her own show, let alone what she's going to do on the women's show. I wanted to share some good news since I started out with some really awful news about uh, Karma Lilola and went into the mm, heart wrenching struggle over LB574 and 575. I wanted to share some really good news. Did you know? 
that this year is the 15th year of the LGBTQA plus resource center at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. 15 years. Now, the, uh, the faculty advisor, if you will, for that resource center, she's been around at the university much longer than that, but that's what it is. A joyful spirit, according to the Daily Nebraskan, filled the Wick Alumni Center Wednesday evening as about 88 people gathered to celebrate the 15th anniversary of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's LGBTQA plus resource center. University staff, students, and faculty gathered together to commemorate the center's history as they spent the evening conversing with one another, posing together in a photo booth, and flipping through flyers, photos, and articles about the center over the last 15 years. In addition, Chancellor Ronnie Green, uh, the Chancellor's Commission on the Status of Gender and Sexual Identity, Chair Corey Svella, LGBTQ plus and Women's Center Director Pat Tetralt and Nebraska Alumni Association's Assistant Director of Alumni Engagement Nathan He, hey, pardon me, uh, reflected on the LGBTQ plus center and the impact it has had on the campus. Uh, Let's see here. Chancellor Green is quoted as saying to take on outreach, education, awareness, and policy development to be inclusive and to get to 15 years later and see the progress that we have made and the progress yet to go is a testament. And it's great to see it. The university's resource center dates uh, history dates back to 1970 when Lewis Crompton organized an interdisciplinary tongue twister of a word, a uh, course in gay studies, which was the second course of its kind to be established at an American university. The LGBTQA plus center has kept on the tradition of increasing awareness and acceptance of the LGBTQIA plus community since its founding in 2007 through a vi- variety of resources, programs, and support groups. Pat Tetralt says, over the years, we've provided programming, education, outreach, support, and advocacy for our community. We've embraced a social justice approach of intersectionality. We helped create change on campus. And that is very true. They have added the Lavender Closet Program, which provides free gender and identity affirming clothing to students, safer sex kits and social groups, and learning communities such as PRISM, the LGBTQ plus center, also hosts events aimed at the entire campus community in hopes of improving acceptance on campus and has recently installed a display outside the resource center to provide a snapshot of LGBTQA plus history. I'd have to go check that out myself at the uh, student union here on uh, Lincoln's downtown campus for the University of Nebraska. Check out the Daily Nebraskan to read more about that. I'm going to be sharing the article link for you. And since I talked about UNL, I got to talk a little bit about Wesleyan. Wesleyan has the world premiere of a stage production. Uh, Let's see if I can get the... uh, thing to pop the way I want it to so I can actually read this. I guess I'm just going to have to go full size on the screen. Uh, The NWU musical uh, that is the world premiere is A Long Line of McKinney Women, musical written by Kaylee Marshall. It deals with issues surrounding queer identity, gender fluidity in the 90s, 
and the various roles women played throughout history. Uh, the uh, music content kind of has a pop theme with a Celtic flair uh, and uh, a brief description of the musical. A near-death experience sends a heartbroken Alex McKinney to the hospital and a long line of her long-dead ancestors visit her bedside. Their goal, to resuscitate Alex's heart and her living relationships. Experience the world premiere of this contemporary new musical commissioned by NWU. The first showing of that is this coming Thursday, 7.30 p.m. at... Uh, I just had it here, just had it here. I've got so many things on my screen, I lost it. Where is it at? At the McDonald Theater there at Wesleyan Campus. So, uh, y'all probably going to be checking that one out myself. Thank you to my very dear friend, Ariana, for sharing that. Before I hand things over to the women's show, I want to play another piece of music to let you go with here. If I can get the computer to do what I want it to do, there we go. We are going to hear from Big Bad Gina with Love is Love. I'll catch you next week on Lavender Hill. <laughs> 